whenever you... Okay. Good afternoon, everybody. This week we will, Bezrat Hashem, be continuing the halachot of Nitilat Yadayim. Um, and we're going to be dealing with uh, a few issues, how much water one needs to uh, use. We need to also discuss if one doesn't have water, what are the options available, um, and a few other halachot pertaining, excuse me, to Nitilat Yadayim. So, Agmarain Masechet Chulin Kufzain tells us the following din. How much water is needed? Amarava Klishain Bor Ravit. We've seen this already. If there is not enough Ravit, Ain Notlin Mimenule Yadain. We can't use it for Yadain. Also, Gemara. Aini Bamarava Klishain Machzik Ravit. Ain Notlin Mimenule Yadain. Machzik Avagav de Lepe. The brighter seem to, or according, rather quote some uh, a brighter that says, uh, or rather said that as long as the vessel can contain a revit, that's good enough, even though there isn't a revit itself. So says the Gemara Lokasha, halachad ha letre. No, we're talking about whether it's for one person or for two persons. What does that mean? May revit not lin liyadaim leichad. That if you have a rabbit of water, that's good enough for one person. And even for two people. Because although the second person, there isn't, there's only one rabbit, right? It's, but it's, it's for two people. So one could argue that it's half a rabbit for each person. No. Since it originally came as a whole rabbit, that is going to be good enough, right? For uh, for the second person, and this is also how we paskin, and basically we say the following din. And I go down on this. Oh. Um, here we go. So let's just let's just read the the shulchan aruch. So we know that we need a revit of water. But this is only for one person. But if two people come together, the last person doesn't need his own revit. Even if it's one after the other, meaning as long as the water being poured doesn't stop. If the water poured does stop, and now you pour it again for the second person. So that's like a new pouring. It's a new pouring. You need to start with the revit. <coughs> Explains the uh, Shulchan Aruch. Ketzad, haya revit ma'im bekli. He had a revit of wine uh, of water. Upashat echad yada vechad yitzak al yada. In one hand you put out, and the other one you pour. Uvashni upashat yada v'lemata mimenu samukli adarishon. And another person puts his hands underneath the first person's hands. And basically the water runs down onto the first person's hand and onto the second person's hand underneath. In such a case, both hands are going to be kosher, uh, pure. Even though the amount of water on the second hand, on the second person's hand, was not a revit. Nevertheless, since when it was poured together, 
was coming from a revit of water, that's good enough. Says the Shulchan Aruch, there's some people that are lenient, even if it's one after the other. Even though uh, there isn't right now Ravid, since when they began pouring, there was a Ravid. Now, uh, how do we pass them? There's the Mishnah That's only when they both had intention to begin with to pour together. Even if the second person puts his hands out afterwards, it's still going to be good. Because uh, it's as if they both did it together. And they don't impurify one to the other. But if they didn't have intention to get to do it together to begin with, and the first person poured water on his hands. And then afterwards, someone else decides to put his hands underneath, even though the water hasn't stopped dripping. In such a case, this has got it in as if he is washing with used water that was used to wash to wash one's hands with. In such a case, it's not going to work. So yeah, it's a very fascinating din. It all depends on the intention of you. If you intended to do it together, it works. But if it, you weren't intending it to do it, and the person decided later on to put his hands underneath, that's not going to work, right? Um, okay. Um, let's summarize this din brought down in the Pitscape Revolt. So in a time of, of, of need, you know, on the middle of a teal and water is critical and you don't have other water available. So what are you going to do when everyone needs to do Natilat Yadayim? So he says as follows. So the second person places his, his hand underneath the first person, something like that. Uh, meaning there's got to be something like that. And he does uh, two times on each hand or both hands together. And then the water will seep down onto the second person's hands. And the Natilat Yadayim works also for the second person. Even though, by the time I got to the second person, there wasn't enough of a Ravit. But it still has to cover all of his, the surface area of his hand. At minimum, and we're going to discuss this at length, uh, to the knuckles. And that way, two people can use one revit. And with uh, three or four, um, and uh, two people can do with four. 
And the log you can do with many people. The second opinion was that it wasn't that the hand was placed under the first person's hand. The first person washed his hands. He then removed his hands. And then the person took the bowl with the water uh, from, you mean the same container which the water was being poured out on. Since they came from water that was originally acceptable to do Natilat Yadayim from, that would be accepted according to the second opinion in the Shulchan Aruch. But we should pass it like the first one, meaning you should do it together, one underneath each other, and not like the second suggestion brought in the Shulchan Aruch. Okay, now that we've discussed that, now we've got to get into a general topic, and that is, well, we've been talking about Natilat Yadayim, you need water, you need a vessel, you need uh, coming from the vessel, how it comes from a vessel, the amount of water, all great. Now we need to know, what do we actually have to wash? Uh, we're talking about Natilat Yadayim. So what's the definition of the hand for the purposes of Natilat Yadayim? So we have a very, very ambiguous brighter. The brighter tells us as follows. This is again the Gemari Masechet Chulin Kufad. Kanu Yadayim Lechulin, person who's doing Natilat Yadayim for non-sacred food, Ada Perek. So he has to wash until the peri. I'm not going to explain what the word peri means for the, the moment. The truma. For the washing of truma, ada peri. Meaning sanctified food, you have to wash until the peri. Kiddush yadayim v'raglayim v'mikdash ada peri. And the, 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 you know, the Kohanim in the Beit HaMikdash, when they had to sanctify <laughs> Their hands and their feet, so it had to be done ada perek. So it's not so clear because the Gemara keeps on using the word perek. Perek could be a joint. What joint are we talking about? Are we talking about up to the finger, the knuckle, the uh, up to the, the 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 last knuckle, the the joints on the finger, or the wrist? Where what what exactly we're we talking about? Furthermore. It uses the same phrase, perek, 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 for uh, truma and for in the Beit HaMikdash. Is it referring to the same joint or not? So says the Gemara, Amarav, ad kan lechulin, ad kan lechuma. So Rab seems to make a distinction between chulin and truma, right? He said that uh, um, one joint is good enough for Chulin, and another joint. Now, he was obviously pointing to a joint, but we don't we don't have the video. They forgot to record it. So it's very difficult to see where Rab is pointing. He just says, Ad Khan to this point for Chulin, and for this point for Truma. And Shmuel says, Ad Khan bein lechulin bein lechuma. It sounds like Shmuel saying, no, it's the same joint for both of them. And you got to be the Chumra. But Rav Sheishamar, Ad Khan bein lechulin bein lechuma lekula. And Rav Sheishamar, there's one joint, but I'm going to be Michael, I'm not going to be Machter. So we have three opinions. The opinion of Rav is that we're talking about different joints. According to Shmuel, we're talking about the, it's one opinion, but we're going to be Machmir, the, the, the furthest joint possible. And according to Rav Sheshit, 
it's one opinion, but we're going to be Michael, the opinions, the minimum uh, joint that we have to uh, wash our hands with. So it's very difficult uh, what's going on, trying to figure out which joints we're talking about and, and who do we pass on. I'm a bar, bar head, yeah. Ava came the comment the Rebbe Ami Amar. So I was standing in front of Rebbe Ami. But can bein lechulin bein lechuma lechumra? No, we got to be machmir whether it's chulin or truma to go to the lost joint, whatever that means. Lechumra. The lot time Rebbe Ami mishum the coin who the harav meyashre bar Rebbe the Rebbe Shabbin Levi who Levi v'amar adkan bein lechulin bein lechuma lechumra. So he said, don't think it's just because he's a coin. We know. He also said it is Lechumra. Okay, so it seems, what does that mean, the last joint? So the Beit Yosef brings a machloket. Harif Katab writes over Perik Eludvarim Vugores. The Rif's version was as follows Kiddush Yadayim Veraglaim Ad Leperik. That when we had to wash our hands in the Beit Hamikdash, right? It's uh, to the uh, to the Perik. And when it comes to lechulin, but when it comes to chulin, non-sacred food, that he uses the word pkak, ad lepkak. So lechuma ad leperik, bekatav, and then he writes vasikna mishum Rabbi Shimon Levi ad leperik bein lechulin bein lechuma. No, but we got to be machmir to go until the perik. So what is the perik still? The katav harab rabbeinu yonav arosh. The kem and the amar ad le perik. Since he says the perik, mi meila yadana the have a chumra ad hakane. It must be referring until the rust. So that is what the perik is referring to. According to this, we got to be machmir whenever we need to yadai. We're going to go and and do, do it until the rest. But then says the Beit Yosef, the Katav Harosh, the Chumre Yeteirahi. This is a, uh, a stringency that that is not needed. The Minag of the world was not to be Machmir. But Ibrei Arambam Stumim. He says the Rambam is not clear how to explain him. And the Rashba says that what Rav Alpasi says seems to be the main, the the the, the, the uh, um, presiding opinion. Right, and that's the minagoyla. So he says, since it's not a big thing to wash one's hands until the rest, and it's big machloket rishonim. We should, that's what we should do. And this is not worse than what Rav, Rav uh, um, uh, said, that I wash my hands with a lot of water and I get a lot of brocha because of it. Okay, so so it seems like the uh, Beit Yosef says we should paskin until the rest. The, the rest. The truth is that we saw that that is the opinion of the of the um, of the riff. But the Rosh says this is a chumri yatera. We don't need it. It seems to be this is also the sheet of Rashi. Rashi doesn't say that you need it until the rest. 
Rashi understood the peric was referring to the knuckles. How does the Shulchan Aruch uh, Paskin? Shulchan Aruch in Arachayim Kuf Samach Aleph says, Shir Natilat Yadayim Kol Ayad Aneshel Zroah. Opinion number one, and he has to go and tell the rest. The Yech Omrin, some say, Ad Makom Chibura Etzvot Nekapayad. Some say it's referring to the knuckles, where the fingers connect to the palm's hand. It is fitting to go according to the first opinion. Why is it fitting? Because it's not a lot of trouble. Meaning, it sounds like that the Shulchan Aruch is not saying it's absolute halacha, but it's fitting to do. Yeah, the Bira halacha uh, says regarding this. This is what he found in one of the Achronim. The opinion of the great sages of the Rishonim, regarding all of these Rishonim, according to them, you have to basically do Natilat Yadayim until the rest. And the sound of the Shulchan Aruch was Raoui, it's fitting, it sounds like it's a good thing to do. You're not going to, what, what do you have to lose? So, so wash until the, until your rest. But it didn't sound, it was absolute halacha. Comes along, Vatel Mogim, it says, no, you have all these Rishonim saying that it's obligate, obligatory until the rest. He doesn't understand why should we, why we, why we so make it. It's Meikar Adin. Nevertheless, <laughs> If you're in a position, you're stranded, you're running low on water. So in such a case, one of the options is to use a little bit of water. Go easy on the amount of water, only up until the knuckles. The Because there are many Rishonim that actually hold that this is the Halakha. Who are they? Rashi Rosh. This, I mean, these aren't uh, small Rishonim. Rashi Tosvot Rosh. So it's 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 quite a balanced argument of you. The you should know Now that everyone is machmir to wash the entire hand until the rest. You should actually pour, use more water. Why? Because they are trying to cover the entire surface area up until the rest. So you're only using a revere. A lot of parts of the, of the head left without water touching it. The bottom line, we saw that uh, that we need to wash with Revit, 
and uh, something you can do it even with two people. But the question is where you need to wash. You wash until you rest. I'll just say that there are there is one exception to the rule, and that is when you're not allowed to wash hands, such as on Yom Kippur. Since on Yom Kippur, then you're not allowed to wash hands. So. We're going to be mach the sheet of rachi. Meaning, you only do the tilat yadayim until the knuckles. Um, it's a big machloket what the kohanim do on, on Yom Kippur. Do the kohanim also only do the till the knuckles? Or, as we saw, it seemed that the kohanim, the Gemara, makes a distinction between washing one's hands for in the Beit Hamikdash. Okay? And there it seemed that it was more machmir. So if the Kohanim are washing their hands to give us a bracha similar to what was done in the Beit HaMikdash, so maybe yeah, even on Yom Kippur, they would have to wash their entire hands. So that's Machloike Sachroinim. What do you do with the Kohanim washing their hands in the Beit HaKneset before they go up to Duchen? Okay. Now let's talk about a second topic. The topic is You've washed your hands, you've said Natilat Yadayim, you've said Yahamotzi in the middle of eating, and now you scratch your, your ears, your ear, your head, uh, your concealed uh, parts of your body. Do you have to wash again? Says the Shulchanarach and Arachaim, Kuksavach Dalet, Nishomed Basuda, a person who's already in the middle of a meal. Veniskar Shenagabashok. And now he remembers that. During the mealtime, he touched his leg. I'm not talking about touching uh, one's legs with, with uh, over one's pants. He, he touched his thigh. Let's say I was wearing shorts. He touched his thigh directly. Okay? So the Shukhanar says in such a case that you touched uh, parts of your body that are generally covered, in such a case, you have to read the Natilat Yadayim with a bracha, which is quite <laughs> counterintuitive. We don't just say brachot. The Mishneh Alachot uh, basically discusses this. Do you say it with a, with a bracha or not? Uh, and furthermore, he says, hold on a second, if you're going to say you need Natilat Yadayim, is that only if you're going to continue eating bread? Or even if you're just going to have dessert now, no bread? Do you still need to do Natilat Yadayim? And if you do Natilat Yadayim, do you still need to make a bracha as was suggested by the Shulchan Aruch? So the Mishneh Alachot has a long people trying to prove it from, uh, well, let's read the Shut Mishneh Alachot. I want to bring a proof from my opinion regarding the halacha in Siman Kufayim. That tefillah is not considered a hefsek regarding a meal. That the Magen Abraham uh, You still need to wash your hands. Although it's not considered a hefsek, since it was a hefsek it's a problem. This is talking about on Leila Seder. So why do you have to wash your hands twice? Because it was Hesachadat. My time. 
I did by Lomar, I got it the Since you said the whole Halel and you said, well, half of the Halel, the whole Agadita, so you weren't uh, cognizant of where your hands were. And because of that, you have to do Nathilat Yadayim again. Now, but then he says, But when it comes to a bracha, then we're going to be Michael that you don't uh, say a bracha. And you can also eat other things because you don't need to eat other things. Okay. Uh, so he says, the other foods you are permitted to eat. Okay. Let's, uh, let's jump to one who has no water. So what do you do in a case where you manage, you're stuck on a teal, you've got your pitas out for lunch, and there's no water. So what do you do in such a case? So here again, the Gemara in Chulin says, Can I use it with a cloth? Meaning I don't touch directly with my hands. Remember the whole institution of the Tilat Yadayim was connected to the dirt on my hands or the tumma on my hands or the srach tumma on my hands. But yeah, I'm not touching the food directly. So since I'm not touching the food directly, maybe that's going to be the solution. That's what the Gemara suggests. Is the Amar of Tachlife Baravimi. Sorry. Does this work? Are we worried that even though he's using a glove or something, you know, he's still not touch the food with his fingers? Or do we say, no, that's not a concern. So, so here Rav Avimi says in the name of Shmuel, It's good enough for Truma, but it's not good enough for Tarot. Yeah, Tarot is, is, is not just uh, what the Quranim is generally were able to eat, they were actually Korbanot. Uh, tarot were connected to the Korbanot. So, now says Rabbeinu Yoda, Maskana. What's the bottom line? Hiskimu itiru mipnei lochle mapalochle truma. The Quranim's rizime. Oh, so he says it's a different reason. It's not uh, got to do with whether this is part of the myth of the korban or not. It's got to do who are the people that are doing the nitzvah Are they Kohanim? In which case, we know that Quranim were very scrupulous and pedantic to do their mitzvahs, they would hurry to do their mitzvot, as opposed to the rest of Klal Yisrael. So says the Gemara, says Rabbeinu Yonah, We know that the Quranim are very careful regarding the laws of Tumaytara. When they touch their bread, they're going to make sure that the cloth is completely sealed, etc. And there's no concern that he's going to touch the food directly. But even people that were the sages, that were not Kohanim, that would eat your regular food, but they treated it as if it was, was tarot. Nevertheless, they loitiru. Um, why they not? Why did they not permit it? Meaning, if you're not a coin, we're always going to be worried that you're not going. To, you're going to forget, 
and you're going to touch the food, even though you've done Natilat Yadayim, and that's going to be a big, big problem. For other people, Shouldn't be Michael for anything else with just a sheet. The Gazrina deal may go because it was the, the original Zaira was include that they might come to eat from bread. Okay. However, the Rambam does take a different approach. Lata dam et Says the Rambam, cover your hands in a uh, in a cover and eat. The Rambam wasn't talking about shatat chak lichora. Rambam just said it's, uh, it's good, right? Um, yeah, what's going on here? Explains Beit Yosef. Uh, seems to me that the Ikar over here is as follows. The Davkevoch Lechoilim, Betarat Kodesh, or Truma, Amrush Eloi Tiru Lechobamapa. That specifically, when it came to Truma, that's when they said you can't eat um, using a cloth. Aval Chulin Greida, that's Tam Chulin. No, that's permitted. The Kaiva, the Lord Natu, Natilat Yadaim Elamishum Shrach Truma, Logazu, Vayem Tvemidruma. Since we're going to use the the law bound tilat yadaim, right? The whole purpose of the tilat yadaim was because of shrach truma. Logazru tremi truma. How could the tilat yadaim that we have today be more machmir than for truma? Well, if you have a hot rachot asik bachilat chulin grade, you tear lechol and you day mapa. And therefore, the Ratman was just talking about general halachot, and he says it's permitted. So yeah, you have two separate shittas. You have basically the shitta of the Rambam that pretty much says that you can use it. Um, and others that are really, really going to be concerned that Lichora, this is not not Lechatchila and Lechatchila at all. Then you have a middle approach. The Aruch Katav Baal Gevel Had Amrin and Perik Elu Avrin Perik or Varotev Lenetilat Yadaim Arba Milim Oh, how far do you have to go for the tilat yadaim? Four mil. If within four kilometers, uh, approximately, right? If he's going to find a well, let's say he knows the road, he knows that in two kilometers time, there's a nice, uh, there's a nice well that he can do the tilat yadaim with. So then it's also for him to eat. Okay. The Peruto Hamaratot, sorry, Aval, Aharat, but if he's going to turn back, I feel a meal ain't much. Then he doesn't even, he doesn't even worry about even a meal. Elo Hel, Biblae Hamatot, he uses blankets to cover his head. Belona Tilat can, and he doesn't do Natilat Yadai. Perush, Lichamamot, Shalat, Yadai. 
meaning that he's covered his hands with this covering, and then it would be permitted. And that's basically how the Shulchan Arpaskel. If it's not, you know, four kilometers ahead, if you if you don't know what's uh, happening there, then you can be maker. But if you do know, then you've got to be machter. But if you also have to know you have to turn back, you only have to turn back one meal. You don't have to do more than that. And then you can eat something, bread, or we'll discuss uh, payroll and things later on. Now, the Mishnah Brura says, if he says he thinks that there's not going to be a well, or he doesn't know that there's going to be a well within the next, or river, within the next four uh, kilometers, then he could eat with his, his hands covered. Uh, but if he knows that he's definitely going to get the, to the water just off the four, uh, call it kilometers, then he's obligated to wait. Right? Um, if he has to go backwards, since now he's adding on to his journey, then it only has to be the equivalent of a meal. Now we're going to discuss this meal for, for a moment. One meal is approximately a kilometer, right? And it was approximately four kilometers. Now the question is, how long does it take to walk a kilometer? So this is a machloket. <clears throat> some say 18 minutes, some say 22 minutes, some say 24 minutes. Generally, we hold it at 18 minutes. And that's why we're talking about the time that it takes to walk four mil, we're talking about 72 minutes. That's where the number in halakha comes up from. Now, the question is like this. First of all, is it distance or is it time? Meaning, is it the time it takes to walk four mil, which for average person is 72 minutes? I'm driving in a car, I'm still going to have to drive for 72 minutes, right? As opposed to if I'm, if I'm doing it a walk. So a walk, right? Uh, sorry, but as opposed to if I'm doing distance, if I'm doing distance, four kilometers, if I'm going in a car at 120 kilometers an hour, it's going to go in like whatever, 45 seconds or whatever it is, right? So it's a big difference between 45 seconds and uh, maybe 45 seconds is, is a bit quick. But the point is uh, two minutes to, to 72 minutes is a huge, huge discrepancy. So what do we do with this? So, so the Mishnah Pura says, They permit it. He doesn't hold the bread itself. He wraps it in a, uh, wraps his hands in some type of covering. Okay. If he knows straight off the four mil, he's going to get to an oasis, he has to wait. The Katvuach Roinim. 
זהו הדין, אם מסופק שמן לא ימצא מים לפניו בשיעור ארבע, הייתי סגור לספק, where you'll find a dam in the next four kilometers, ולאחריו ניל, והוא תאהב לאכול, מותר גם כן על ידי מפה, מיני אז אומרים, if you don't know there's going to be water, so what do we say? Wait, carry on walking for another four mil, and then you'll be cleverer. No, you've got a suffix right now, and it's good to go. Um, now the question is this idea of having to walk let's say I'm going from Yerushalayim to Tel Aviv so I'm going in that direction I'm going north um, so if I know that I'm already traveling north and in another four kilometers there's going to be water I have to wait what is if I have to do a U-turn and I have to turn around so there, the Gemara said only one, one, uh, one mil. Right? Now, how does the Mishnah Bura Paskins? The Mishnah Bura Paskins quoting this uh, Yerushalmi and the Chaya Adam, third line from the top. Anyone is sitting at his home. Says the person who's at his home. So now I need to do Natilat Yadayim. How far do I walk? Do I have to walk a mil or do I have to walk half a mil? Let's say to the other side of the Yishuv. So if that's the case, that would be, that's the, the Kula of here. Uh, okay. Beseder. Um, you know what? We are going to. Let's just finish this Bira Alacha because the Bira Alacha says, hold on a second. What are we talking about over here? He said 72 minutes. 72 minutes is the amount of time it takes to walk. Or only if you go driving in a car, says the Mishabura, the Bira Alacha. That when he is using these flying camels in brackets, he's referring to the, the, uh, the train. It doesn't go according to the distance. It goes according to the time. Because if the distance, you've gone very, very quickly right, past four kilometers um, before noticing whether you've, you've run out of water. So he says, no, it's a time factor. It's 72 minutes. Yeah. Shushiur uh, and it's 72 minutes. Now the Piskei Chuvot brings the following indeed. He knows that if you just wait another 72 minutes, you'll get water. In such a case, he's obligated to wait. You're on fish You're on highway six. So you're going to have to take a detour. You're putting ways. I need to get to the local garage. That's where I'm going to be able to do Natilat Yadayim. What is the detour going to be? So if Waze tells you it's going to be more than 18 minutes detour, that is considered as if you're going backwards. In which case, you don't have to, you can use your gloves to eat your sandwich. 
כן? חייב לעשות כן, ואין לו היתר לאכול בפריחה מפה על ידיו. ואני בלסן הייתי מנת. Either you can use your uh, your gloves or you can use a spoon. So it says in Mishnah Bura, that the Achronim had a very difficult time with this Ramat. Where did he get this from? That you can use a spoon. The difference between the, the, the glove, the towel is that your entire hand is covered. But with a spoon, there's a good chance that the food would have touched your hand when you're using a spoon, since it hasn't really uh, finished everything. Yeah, it's not covered. And therefore says, the solution of the Ramah to use with the spoon is less, uh, um, it's less halachically sound and therefore you should always if you've got a choice you should always use a towel rather than a spoon okay so that's the summary for today um yeah i think we'll stop there for today and next week we'll continue okay thank you very much Rabbi. be well Good everybody well to carry out have a good week you too Regards to anybody I might know. <laughs>